City Jerks. We're at like episode 38, I think. Yeah. Approaching 40. Just like ourselves. Just like ourselves. I did just turn 38. Um, So what does that make you? uh, An Aries? A Leo with an Aries rising. Leo with an Aries rising. And Sagittarius moon. Triple fire, baby. Triple fire. uh, Do you identify with that or you think it's just gobbledygook? 50-50. Yeah. Uh, When I read... Leo, Aries, Sagittarius stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I I do feel like wow, they really fucking nailed me. Sure, but but then you'll read other stuff and you're like, wow, that's so me. Uh, no, not really. No. I really do identify with like Leo, sure, Aries, Sagittarius. I don't know as much about Sagittarius as the other two, but that's the travel urge in me. Is I that think. your moon? The Sagittarius is my rising. Your rising, okay. Yeah, and I. I used to feel like I knew more about this stuff, but now I'm realizing I don't. Like the sun is like who you present to the world, and the moon is like your true self, to your inward self. Yeah, yeah. and then the sad, and the then rising is like how people perceive you. Yeah, yeah, or like the thread that ties it all together. Kind of. Uh, yeah, it just kind of flavors it a mm-hmm. little. And then you got all the other shit that I don't know a fuck. A bit, a little, even you know, like yeah. nodes and how, like I don't know any of that shit. I used to be really into it. I had yeah. books. Yeah, I would read into it. I would listen to goth girls tell me about it. That's yeah. really the best way to learn. And it's it feeds into my Leo nature because they're also talking about me. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like yeah, yeah. they're and I have a rare chart. Oh, uh, triple fire. Sure. So if you're really into astrology, like, and maybe you think I'm a little cute, mm-hmm. like you're you want to talk about it because it's not normal. It's not normal. It's, uh, and it's one of each of the fire signs. Triple fire. Yeah. yeah. And then they'll be like, you're a lot to handle. I'm like, typically, no, actually I just, I typically, I'm not a lot to handle, but I've got, I've got six in water. I've okay. got three Pisces and three Scorpio. So I don't know what that means. I don't really either. But yeah, goth girls tell me they're like, wow, yeah, that's a lot. God bless goth girls. God bless them. Whatever God they worship. Whatever God. Yeah. There's a myriad of them. Yeah. No. The, My ex-wife, not really goth, way more into like metal witch. You sure, know what I mean? like pagan. Yeah, but like with a tinge of Norse, but like really, she was really into like Egyptian gods mm. and stuff. Because... She have big eyeliner? Sometimes. Um, because someone told her... Uh, in a past life, she was a Egyptian priestess, and so once she heard that and she started learning about the uh, 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 Egyptian pantheon, she did feel attracted to it, specifically Thoth. Sure. And uh, much like Aleister Crowley, and uh, she started delving into that stuff and get into like Egyptian mysticism and stuff. It's weird how no one was ever like a ditch digger in their past life. Oh, I was. It was always something auspicious. Yeah. It's like, wow, you were the high priest of Atlantis. I did a past life regression once, and uh, I still kind of regret it for different reasons, but it was like, it was like such a scam. Like, yeah. And I was going into it expecting that a little bit, but like, 
it was more of a scam than I wanted. How how much did you pay for past life regression? I forget. I think it was like bucks? I think it was like a hundred bucks. Wow, hundred and fifty maybe. And so it was just like a guided meditation. Your past life as a sap. Yeah, it was a guided meditation. Sure. And uh, it was interesting, but like before the class started, she kind of goes around and she's like, "So where do you think that you were like <laughs> from? Like where do you like when you th- like think about past lives? Like do you feel drawn to any place or time?" And I was like, "You know, there's something about Germany that really." Uh, does it for me and so i'm doing the past life thing and i like i'm doing it and i'm letting it happen and like i see some like bricks and like it felt like uh, a guard at like the uh tower of london kind of situation sure. or something i could see myself in the past being a generic guard somewhere sure absolutely you know? um i had one one time but uh, it gets better. Let me let me gets better. Let me All right. finish this. All right, so finish it up. She was not only like a meditation expert, but she's also like a like psychic or like of course. I don't know if that's like the right term, but like medium maybe. A guide. A guide. So like <clears throat> I, I think I fell asleep during it. And she was like, Yeah, when you were med- when you were in the space and everything, like I was kind of she was kind of walking around like picking up everybody's psychic vibes and like tuning into their tv channel their auras yeah so she was like watching everybody's like chakras past life life and so she said she saw me and she said she saw me die with a spiky helmet on and she thought i died in world war ii sure and i was like you're telling me i was a nazi in my past like also spiky helmet world war one get it right bitch like she's a psychic not a history buff yeah I i would much rather die as a uh, a winged hussar, yeah, a Bismarckian uh, infantryman than a yeah, Nazi, right. like the last. But I was like, I told you, I'm attracted to Germany, and then you're like, oh, I think you died in Germany. Like, yeah. okay, like I was like, get fucked. Yeah, it's all marketing and customer service, right yeah. there. I don't know. You believe in that delusion long enough. Are you? Where are you on the past life? Where am I on the past life? Uh, real? Not real? Uh, I I think it's real, but I also also think that I'm stupid for believing that. I mm. uh, maybe it's not as like cut and dry as I think. Like, it, I think it's just like respawn, one you know to I mean? one soul reincarnation. Sure, that yeah. that seems a little more far fetched than just like you. Yeah, your soul. Yeah, again and again, it gets yeah. splintered and. Uh, but I used to have a very. Uh, regular and deep meditation practice same yeah Yeah, and i had one where uh i was dying in water Mm. like in a boat in probably like world war ii you know uh pacific theater of operations Mm kind of felt like and uh i don't know i've always been nervous around big bodies of water i think that's just yeah monkey brain you should be afraid of big bodies of water that's normal but yeah, past life. I don't know. I'm more more interested in my uh, present life. Sure, but it's interesting to think about, or like why you have like interest in certain times and places, maybe, sure. or like you go somewhere and you're like, damn, this feels really familiar. Where or, do you go that feels familiar? Or you meet somebody and you're like, I've known you. Yeah, like, I've known you forever. Like I've definitely met people like that. Uh, I think those are just tricks we play on ourselves. I. Th- I don't. I think it's. I think it. I, th- I think we look for meaning. I sure. I think it goes into the bigger picture that makes existence easier for me. But that this is a simulation is not 
that's a crude word to describe sure, what I'm trying to, to describe. That's a that's a crude term for it. But that this is some sort of simulation, and those are this is a new spawn and those are old spawns and like you'll respawn somewhere else. And like you have people in your party that you, you know, you meet up in the lobby and you're like, all right, let's do it this way. And then like, you're like, all right, get stuck with Leroy Jenkins. I'm going to meet in every life. Perhaps. Yeah. I don't know. My first wife, uh, I feel like I cleared some major karmic, debt in this life with her because neither one of us killed each other like i genuinely feel like a hundred percent feel like that she and i had been bound together for many 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 lives Mm -hmm. and one of us always killed the other one sure in some iteration and that would just keep us stuck together yeah and so i think now that that karma has been severed and I'm free of her. Hmm? You're, not, you're not dead yet, Slattery. It's true. You're not what, dead yet. God, what a weird twist that would be if I just like found that I accidentally killed my first wife somehow. Yeah. And I was like, no! <laughs> so close. She just like runs you over in traffic one day. Yeah. How, how did you first get jumped in to being a spiritual guy? I've been a spiritual guy my whole life. Your whole life. But there there must have been some sort of, you know, uh, watershed moment when you were a young man where you're like, oh, shit, there's more to this. I mean, as a, chi- as like a, a child, like I, okay. I was astral projecting as a child. Okay. Uh, I had psychic dreams as a child. It's easy when you're a child. Right. And like, and it was mostly that like nobody said don't, you know what I mean? It was yeah. like, it was never ridiculed or like treated weirdly my mom is kind of like witchy and into this stuff makes sense and uh it was you know it was never anything big it was just Mm -hmm. like little things here and there but yeah like i was definitely astral projecting as a kid and uh i don't know ghosts were always talked about in my family and just like uh i don't know it's just always it was just kind of a fabric of your life yeah from the beginning it's just always kind of been there yeah but I mean, I guess drugs, right? Like you know, yeah. Those are some. I took these uh, hallucinogenic seeds one time. Was that uh, LSA? It is LSA. Hawaiian baby Woodrose. Those, yeah. yeah. You ever done them? I haven't, but I had a friend who was big into them. Oof, man! Like I, I hear that's a rough one. It is. They are not fun, but <laughs> you learn. You know, it's a sure. it's a journey. It's a it's a you got to want it for that one. Yeah, you, you don't do those and try and have a good time. Well, no, and like usually you're you're an experienced psychonaut by the time that those are right. Once you on learn about those, yeah. you're like, oh, right. You're like LSD. Oh, how about LSA? Yeah, which it's like I'm not, three better. I'm not a big fan of LSA. You can no. get them from Morning Glory Seeds too. Those are low, but these Woodrow mm-hmm. seeds uh, th- have a huge amount of them. So you just crush them up. Like, crush them up. I would just put them in an envelope and hit them with a hammer. Mm-hmm. I'm going to feel nauseous just even talking about this. Sure. And like you crush them up, and then I mixed them with peanut butter and a little bit of honey and just like made a slurry a good and just vehicle. like chomped yeah. it down. And then like you just start feeling like, I don't know, I was at an anal cunt show. <laughs> and I just felt like my soul was leaving my body. Like I felt like I was astro- like my. I had to like grab my my spirit self and like keep it in my body. Sure. And then like, I've only done it a couple times, but like every time is just a wild experience. And so, but one time I was over at uh, this girl's house, and 
she had passed out. She was drunk. She had already passed out. Yeah. And like, I'm still tripping. Sure, sure. On these things. And so like, I'm doing this like naked yoga on her floor mm-hmm. and she's like passed out. I'm just like doing these like weird poses and like, I don't know, just like static. Sure. Po- I, I don't really know how to explain it, but like weird yoga in the moonlight is coming through the window and there's yeah. like a pool of moonlight on the floor. And I'm just like writhing essentially in this moonlight and like in that experience like jesus came to me yeah like christ consciousness like that you know maybe sure. not jesus Absolutely. but like the idea of christ consciousness yeah came to me and uh it was it was very powerful it was crazy like it, it i i kind of want to get my hands on some of those seeds again like it's been 10 plus years since i've done them and like i'm kind of curious like what would happen but you do barf yeah you, you do, yeah that's what i've heard you do barf hard on your stomach and that's when it really starts tripping sure once you start puking they're just like oh that op- that opens up so many yeah mucus membranes and pathways to just absorb more after, stuff af- after the anal cunt show i was walking back mm-hmm. to my apartment it's probably about a mile yeah or so and uh i just started puking and it just felt like i was puking rainbow like like neon rainbow and purging it out uh i went back to my place and just got in my bed and just like tripped so hard and like passed out my sister at the time she was in new zealand okay and like in my mind's eye i turned into this like humongous bird Mm -hmm. and i'm just hauling ass over the ocean and i get to new zealand and i'm flying over this mountain range and i can see my sister and her friends and like the people she's with like hiking up this mountain i'm just like flying above them as this bird i don't know it's It's pretty dope yeah it was wild it's just fucking crazy shit how old were you Mm, i was like 26 okay when i did that Yeah, yeah yeah 26 and would you say that was like the peak of your psychedelic career mid-20s no 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 i don't know if, i don't know if there is a peak okay so you've been pretty consistent through your adult life there's some peaks and valleys sure but i'd say the peaks are all about equal okay i just i meant more uh not peak in intensity in that experience but uh in terms of like frequency of oh. psychedelic experiences. No, no, no. I do. I yeah. I like psychedelics a lot. So. Yeah, yeah. It's been a little while. The summer of 2020, though, I ate so much fucking acid. Yeah. Because comedy was dead, and I mm-hmm. had nothing to do. Like every every weekend, I was tripping like really hard. Uh, and roller skating. That's how I learned how to roller skate really well. It's just like high doses of acid and skate for like six hours straight through, from like midnight till like five or sure. six in the morning. Yeah, you'll carve out some nerve channels that way, brother. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what sort of permanent effects do you think that large doses and frequent doses of psychedelics have had on you? And like, what have you seen them? I mean, who knows? Like right? have on others? I don't know. You don't know. I mean, I think everybody's different really. Mm-hmm. Like I think. I'm yeah. F- Cause some people it really kind of like elevates yeah. their consciousness yeah. and other people you see it just kind of like breaks their mind. Yeah. I don't if know. they take too much too frequently. I think I'm just built for it. I think- I would, you're pretty stout. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, You've got a stout constitution. I think, and I've thought this since I thought this since for a long time. But mm-hmm. I think, in like, you know, a different place in a different culture and time, mm-hmm. I would have been, you know, not uh, the shaman word is so overused. Yeah. But like, no, I, I feel yeah. the same way about yeah. myself. 
Um, you know, we used to... Shaman really only refers to the holy people of the Siberian steppe. Like, beyond that, shamanism doesn't exist. Like, it's uh, become an umbrella term, but specifically, shamans are from, like, Mongolia. Yeah, well, I, it means more like... Uh, uh, yeah, the mystic, the healer, the... the, the who, who, who lives outside of the society. Right, and the when int- you have some sort of physical or mental problem, you go and seek an audience with them. Right. Uh, yeah, I would just, say uh, the modern equivalent would be the chiropractor. Sure. They're a repository of holy information. Speaking of repositories of holy information, uh, you said you read that Wikipedia on Tartaria. I've been watching some YouTube videos. So, so let me let me let me give you what I okay. think about it. Yeah, we'll it. try and explain it because I don't. I'll I definitely explain. don't have all the. I don't know it. I don't know it very so, well. So, Tartaria, it is. Uh, kind of the holy tradition or like the glorification of like the Tatar people. Yeah. The Mongols, the Mongols, like the, the, the central Asian steppe people. Yeah. Yeah. And there's this, uh, I would, I would call it a conspiracy, uh, or like a a theory that they built like a huge, that the empire was bigger than empire. Yeah, Yeah. That they basically controlled the whole world. And, and, and the thing that I was reading was saying, like, oh, the White House is a Tartarian building. Yeah. And, like, yeah. the Sydney Opera House is a Tartarian building and all these things. Like, dude, that was built, like... Right, there's pictures of the We know when built. that was built. Yeah. It's like... Uh, but, no, it, it's like the Russian folk heritage and they're like, oh, no, our people, we were the... We were basically the ancient Greeks. Right. And we ran everything. And I don't know. I, I, I see, like, every culture has that thing about themselves where they're like oh you know we are the originators of culture and it's kind of like been buried and hidden Mm. um and people want to like glorify themselves in that way but uh yeah man you've been you've been diving deep tell me that's the tell me about the mud flood yeah i don't really know a lot about it but so that's the that's the basic layout of it Mm -hmm. that's not the conspiracy the conspiracy is that we've been lied to that none of this shit existed uh that the middle ages are made up okay and historians just added like a thousand years the middle ages is like what like 1000 to 1500 maybe okay i don't know i don't know i like i'm just starting to kind of get into this okay but like uh that the middle ages never really happened sure they just added a bunch of time okay and we've been lied to uh there was a big mud flood that mm-hmm. sunk everything like two stories or something. Yeah. I was reading about and that. And so you, I don't know, something about buildings. And then the Tartarian flag was like a Griffin. And then if you look at the Russian flag now, there's some knight like stabbing a Griffin. Okay. So that's like proof yeah, they're, that like they're, they're oppressing. Yeah. Yeah. They have to, uh, but the conspiracy, I guess, is that world war two was mostly, a plot to destroy all proof of Tartarian. Oh, I did see that. That's what the bombing yeah. runs were. And just like the whole thing was meant yeah. to destroy this like old shit and just like erase it from history. Sure. Uh, that, I, mean, that, I don't really buy that it. That sounds just, pretty I just, delusional. I just like, I love that this shit exists. There, there, you know there, I mean? there was like nothing but mud villages in Russia, like before the Stalinist era. There's some of it for sure. Yeah, yeah. Like, 
you know, Siberia and all of like Central Asia and Russia was just like nothing. It was just like herders and tribesmen. Uh, and then, yeah, that's what once, they want you to think. That's what they want you to think. The yeah, Tartarian no, they... Empire was vast and wide, and mm-hmm. uh, the, all the like the world's fair sites are just like Tartarian cities or something. Like, even though there's like pictures of them being yeah. built, like yeah, those those, those are like pretty well documented. Yeah, I don't know. There's some if you're interested in this kind of nonsense, I like to put it on in the background on YouTube and half listen to it while I play hyper aggressive Starcraft two. Yeah. You probably get some good slurs out of those videos to call people mm. on Starcraft two. Yeah. Yeah. Tartarians. Well, I was just talking in chat today. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, why there needs to be uh, a strain of weed called Zerg rush. Okay. That's a good, like, Untapped mar- untap market. I mean, they could do like a whole StarCraft II branded line of weed. Yeah, absolutely. You know, Zerg would be uh, Sativa. Sativa. Protoss would be Indica. Yeah, and Terran would be hybrid. Obviously. Yeah. And just got to legalize it in Korea. <laughs> I mean, that's a fucking mint right there. Yeah, for real. For real. <coughs> I got to get out of this Star. I've been in the StarCraft hole for a minute. I got to get out of it. Yeah. No, that's why I, I'm a big, uh, big from software guy. They made Dark Souls, mm-hmm. Dark Souls series, uh, and they came out with Elden Ring right. recently. And Sonnet's got a very powerful gaming computer, and she's like, "Do you want to get Elden Ring?" And I'm like, "No, babe, I don't have 200 hours right. to put into Elden Ring." But at the same time, I've probably watched about 150 hours of like lore videos and oh, playthroughs sure, sure. Yeah, of the yeah. Elden Ring mythology. Yeah. Yeah, that's some of the best atmospheric storytelling in, in any medium. They got uh you know their whole team but then they brought on George R R Martin. Oh, really? To write a lot of the lore and storytelling hmm. for it. I really don't know any of it, but I have watched a lot of it. This is like the that game that just came out recently the elder scrolls or whatever it it it, it's kind of like that so it's like it's like dark souls but it's an open world dark souls yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. you go kill dragons or whatever you kill dragons and there's this you know basically the same plot of every dark souls game where the world used to be like a golden age of gods Mm -hmm. and now it's basically rotting away okay you know the gods kind of like abused their power and now the world is reflecting that by, uh, you know, ba- basically uh, they stopped death. You know, they took death out of the equation of life. And now everyone is becoming these like weird, like half dead zombies. Hmm. And uh, yeah, I've watched a lot of play there. It does look fun. But yeah, I can't get stuck into that. What I like no. about Starcraft 2 is that I can just play these games that last 10 minutes sure. and then I'm done. If I can't, I've come up with this new strategy. I'm, okay. trying, I'm trying to like run as fast as I can. Okay. And I've got it down to about 10 minutes. Which, In StarCraft, you're trying to run as fast as you can. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, and, and if my push doesn't work, if like my strategy just like doesn't just work, quit. I just quit. Yeah, and there then, you go. And then I go again. Because you would have lost anyways in that match. Maybe. Yeah. It like... Maybe. Yeah. The reason it's so fast is because I'm not, I'm not going to get into this, but like. <laughs> do you, do you play the Zerg? No, I play Terran every time. Okay. My new strategy, 
I'll just break it down really sure, quickly. Break it down. Instead of turtling, which is what I typically do, sure. which is where you build your base like heavily defense, right. and then you just like launch attacks constantly, sure. while still expanding mm-hmm. like a turtle. Yeah, that's that's my favorite mode to mm-hmm. play because I do like a thirty plus minute game where sure. you're just like going crazy. But I've been doing these like 10, 10 12 minute games uh, where I go build a base like extremely close to their base. Okay. And I leave my base basically undefended. You just harass them. No. Okay. Uh, I just leave my base basically untouched and just like, it's just gathering minerals and whatever for me. Sure. And I go build another base like as, like as fast as I can, basically next to their starting point. Okay. And then I, I'm just, I build up, uh, three drop ships, okay. two tanks, okay. a bunch of widow mines, mm-hmm. and a handful of like infantry. Okay. And then as soon as I have all of that, as I got to get that as fast as I can. As soon as I have all that, I've upgraded a couple things. Mm-hmm. Uh, you attack. I sneak into the back of their base because okay. they're not expecting it. Yeah. And like they haven't built up enough for it. They're expecting a forward attack. Right. And they're not expecting this. So I zoom in there with the drop ships, drop the tank, put them in siege mode, mm-hmm. lay the mines down as fast as I can. Mm-hmm. And then I, I pick up my home base because okay. they fly. Yeah. I pick it up and I move it into. So I'm just like, you don't know what's happening. Just all of a sudden there's like a whole fucking army. I really don't know what's happening. Yeah. So, all of a sudden in your home base, like you just have this whole fucking army show up. Yeah. And then my home, then my, my base, your original base, yeah, your starting base, my, no, my secondary your base, secondary base that's near theirs. Gotcha. Like it, it, it can fly. Okay. So it's now like slowly inching its way into your base. Like, so the mental part of it is probably, mm. then I drop it mm-hmm. and then you can turn it into two different options. You can turn it into this communication thing or okay. to basically the biggest gun sure on the, and you turn it into the, I big turn gun. To the biggest gun yeah and you just have to defend that for like a minute and a half while and that's it, enough to like wreck shop in their place yeah, usually yeah and so they just quit when that they're like i don't know what is happening right sure. now like i've never seen anybody do this before okay and when it works it's a lot of fun yeah because they they're just like i don't know what the fuck just happened right now right but when it doesn't work it's kind of obnoxious because because you spent all the that was basically your nut that was your whole yeah. strategy yeah i don't have a lot what left sort of that. factors make it not work uh defensiveness okay or, so like if they have enough fortification it'll kind of yeah stop you or depending on their build sites mm-hmm. because if they I'm trying to sneak into like the back basically of, gotcha. of their base, which mm-hmm. is protected, but you can fly into it. Gotcha. And then, but if they have built stuff there, then I can't drop. Gotcha. Is easily. Yeah. And so then that screws up the whole thing. Yeah. So but that's about it. It works about 50% of the time at this point, I think. Okay. Yeah. Something to do, man. Yeah. It's fun. It's a rush. It's a rush to like get that off. Just go as like fast as you can mm-hmm. and pull off this crazy maneuver. Jeez, how long have you been playing StarCraft Two? On and off for years. Did you play StarCraft One? No. Do you ever play any of the Warcraft games? All of them. All of them. Yeah. Warcraft Three, not a, that, not that into. But Warcraft Two. Warcraft Two was Warcraft Two was sick. Oh, the game was so good. I used to play it at this kid, Dave. Uh, Fuck, he had a uh, had a great Jewish name, but I can't remember what it was now. But he called himself Satan, and 
he had the master bedroom in the house. Okay. And his mom and his stepdad slept in like the small bedroom and he only referred to his stepdad as asshole. He's like, this is asshole. All right, asshole. And just like, that's all the only thing he called him. What a piece of shit. And, uh, he grew weed in his closet and he was just like, he had like a picnic table in his room. Okay. And there was just like bongs and ashtrays and like his parents let him to like smoke weed and cigarettes. Do whatever he wanted. Just let him do whatever he wanted. And he had world, he had Warcraft too. And of course I played over there at his place. Uh, yeah, Solomon, I, 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 Dave I, Solomon, Dave Solomon. That's a Jewish name. Yeah. Two great Jewish Kings, David and Solomon mm, classics, hundreds of wives between them, maybe a thousand. Yeah. I, I had like, it, it, it seemed like the friends who had the most coolest stuff. You also had to put up with the most like weird bullshit when you went over to their house. What do you mean? So like. I don't know. I, I had this friend, John Dallin, and I would go over to his house, and they had, like, a pool. They had arcade games. Mm-hmm. They had a pool table. They had a trampoline. They had all the cool toys in the video games. But you had to let his dad suck your dick. Yeah, more or less. And, like, his older brother would, like, beat you up, mm-hmm. and uh, you'd have to, like, box people on the trampoline. Oh, he was like the ringleader. He was telling people what how to play at his place. Yeah, yeah, more okay. or less. It was like, you know, he had all the coolest stuff to play with, but then it's also like the most like psychologically and physically abusive environment. Mm. Boy, if that isn't real life, I don't know what is. Yeah, you know, you gotta you gotta sell your soul. Yeah, he's probably play, like playing Nintendo sixty four the day it comes out. He's probably a CEO now. Right? I think he's a chef. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Manipulative and psychotic. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I don't know. There were three brothers. High-end chef? I think, yeah, yeah. He started his own restaurant, and it's kind of like a like a, a classy bistro. Mm. Yeah. Making nice food. He's fat. Gotta love a fat chef. Yeah. Yeah. I have dreams of uh, wowing someone with my culinary skills and then becoming a, a food truck or yeah I, I could i could have you worked in a kitchen before oh yeah yeah uh high volume somewhat okay okay somewhat uh but i could i could i could i could rock a food truck probably so what would the what would the concept be i don't know i'm not sure where what it would be because uh, you can't just mix it up all the time you got to have some no. consistent you got to have yeah I mean, I would say you have to have like a uh, a realized vision, right? Before you throw that kind of money. Into oh a yeah, project. yeah, yeah. You got to have a thing. Yeah. So I don't really know what flavor I would go for, or like what I would do, but the concept of a food truck is appealing. There's some good grilled cheese food trucks. Yeah, I've seen. It's got to be right. That's. It would be like Mexican fusion. Okay. Maybe. Okay. Because uh, man, I do love an elote. You do love a lote. It's easy to make, low cost. Great on a stick. Great on a stick, easy to eat. Iconic. And people are going to see it and be like, where the fuck did they get yeah. that? And then everybody's wanting that lote. Big juicy corn. Yeah. Mm, loving a lote. Um, probably do that with like, I would definitely have horchata. Okay. Uh, what would the fusion be? I don't know. You don't know? Just white guy cooking it? White guy cooking it? Yeah. 
There you um, go. It's like taking elements of Mexican and maybe mixing in some like Asian influence into it. Okay. Uh, I don't know what the main parts would be. I haven't really thought about it, to be honest. Sure. But like, you know. But there is a, a romance to it yeah, when you think about it. You want something it. portable, like tacos, but mm-hmm. I don't really want to do tacos. But like, you know, something. Yeah. Portable bowls and compostable bowls. Portable bowls and compostable bowls. Just like, I do love a bowl. It would probably be a bowl. A bowl of food, something. A bowl of food, a food truck bowl. Food truck bowl. Yeah, maybe, yeah. Maybe that's what it would be. It would be like, I'd have like a couple different carbs, a couple different proteins, sure. and an assortment of veggies, and just right. a custom build bowl that you're kind of picking from like Asian flavors, American flavors, Mexican flavors, and then you also have elote and horchata and, I don't know, whatever else. Yeah, that's plenty right there. Yeah. Don't don't uh, don't complicate it too much. Have rice. Have potato. Uh, sweet potatoes. Sweet potato would be good. And then have like some different sort kind of, of pickled vegetable. Pickled vegetables. Pickled vegetables. So, uh, Do like a beef a or a sp- beef or a pork and a chicken. Exactly. And then a vegetarian option. Exactly. Yeah. I don't even know if I'd go vegetarian. Honestly, just mm-hmm. fuck them. Fuck them. Just fuck them. Yeah. Uh, we don't have any vegetarian food, but have you tried chicken? Right. Yeah. Do like a jerk chicken, maybe like a kimchi flank steak. Yeah, that'd and, be good. And uh, I don't know, an adobo pork or something. All right. Well, uh, if any of our listeners would like to donate seed money for our new food truck concept. As much as I say I don't want to be in a relationship, I'm really just waiting for uh, an older woman, a slightly older woman, uh, to recognize uh, <laughs> the potential I have and then to uh, gas me up and fund these things. And we run a food truck together. You know, it's not yeah. my food, it's our food truck. Yeah. I think that the, the way to go would be to try to seduce a food truck operator. Perhaps. Yeah. I really need someone to do the business part of it. Yeah. I, let me handle the creative side. You do the business side. Mm-hmm. And we'll, it'll be, it'll be perfect. It'll be perfect. You can just barely get by together. You can make the top of the food truck a stage. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Run a microphone up there. For sure. Well, Ty Boyce has got uh, that show down in Salem or somewhere down to there. To look at a food truck lot, right? Yeah. Which, I don't know why Seattle doesn't have these. Like, it's just like a big parking lot. Yeah. And the food trucks pull up, and then you have, like, basically a food court, and then... The we don't ge- have parking lots. And then the genius down there put up this like dining hall situation that you can go eat inside or whatever and they got a little bar in there and it's like a big barn yeah portland and salem have much more like open space Mm. than seattle like seattle proper there isn't really jeff bezos would win some hearts and minds if he just bought some realty around here made it a parking lot and turned it into (laughs) a food truck uh, I don't think he's trying to win hearts and minds. No. That's the problem with the the, the rich is they don't care anymore. Kings and uh, <clears throat> monarchs and popes and people who used to wield far more power than Jeff Bezos in some ways. Sure. You know, they invested heavily in the arts. People, these, these fucks aren't investing heavily in the arts. Well, they're investing in uh, like shitty murals and sculptures for their corporate campuses. Yeah, but even that, they're not really, right? Like... Yeah, no, I mean, these are, these are like, 
tens and like hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of investment in like pop corporate art. Mm. And, well, they're not uh, investing in public works and these these entities that have been rich and you know in control forever used to invest in public works fountains and uh cool architecture well right but they were the government like they were the king uh like the, the 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 monarchy and the church they were basically the government so they were in charge of public works and now we have like the government that's in charge of public works and we have big tech who I would care so That's much not less. A government. I would care so much less about Jeff Bezos if he like just like picked a city for like five. Just like just started to like develop like delving into public works. Just like just do it. You know what I mean? Just like throw tons of money. I don't care if you don't pay taxes anymore. Just like yeah. throw tons of money at like making stuff cool. How cool? Like a solid five levels up from five where levels up. I don't know what that means necessarily, but it yeah. definitely means food truck parking lots. Did we talk about the uh, the line city last week? A li- I think so, maybe a little in, bit. In, in Saudi Arabia? Yeah. I'm into it, but also not. Yeah. It, it seems like I would be living on the bottom level. and Yeah, it, it's dystopian, but, yeah. you know, there's no cars and it's, it's carbon neutral. Especially in Saudi Arabia, it sounds like potential. Just it sounds like the top floor is probably going to be like gladi- gladiator rings and like uh, hookah lounges. Well, I mean, Saudi Arabia is already like super rich, like oil barons. That's what flying I mean. in Instagram models to like sexually degrade them. Yeah, yeah, like that. That that's already going on. Now it'll just be concentrated into a line city. It'll be the kind of thing where, yeah, they can turn off your personhood so you can't access anything. Anything. But they don't have homeless people in the line city. No. You just get sent You just get down. liquidated, yeah. Yeah, you get sent to the sent processing to plant. Yeah. Uh, geez, I was reading this thing earlier about Canada, and they're really leaning into euthanasia. Like, for people who have, like... Why are uh, they so interested in young Japanese men? hey yo. <laughs> Wow, you should try comedy. <laughs> but I was reading it was saying that uh, euthanasia is now the sixth leading cause of death in Canada. Like forced euthanasia or like what are we talking about? So like like, like 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 yeah, basically assisted suicide, like medical oh. euthanasia. Fuck yeah. And people who have terminal illness Great. uh or like, you know, illness that they're going to have for the rest of their life yeah. uh, and don't have insurance. Instead of offering people like aggressive treatment options, they're like, "Hey, have you considered just dying? Just dying? Just ending it?" I think that's great. Big supporter. Mm. I think it sets a dangerous precedent. In what, th- in what way? Well, in, in the way that they're going to uh, start to expand the population of people that they're trying to, you know, euthanize. I mean, sure. Margaret Sanger was a racist uh uh the uh, founder of planned parenthood yeah yeah she started planned parenthood because she didn't want black people to reproduce very much but you know planned parenthood's yeah. still all right eh, you know yeah they, they provide a pretty valuable I, service i'm fine with people being like this sucks i went out and then not having to like physically blow your head off but just like going to sleep well, well, no. I, I think what's going on is not that people are like, oh, this sucks. I want to go out. People are like, okay, well, what are my treatment options? 
And instead of being like, oh, well, we can treat it this way and treat it this way and treat it this way, they're like, have you considered suicide? So very, very, I mean, uh, very welcome to the monkey house. Okay. Where but it's like, like the state's prerogative to uh, eliminate people like that. But are, who admittedly are just like a drain on the medical system. Right. You know, they're, they're going to be hundreds of thousands of dollars over the course of their lifetime. Trying uh, to fix it. Trying to fix it. Just, you know, coping and managing these conditions. Yeah, no, I'm fine with it. I'm perfectly fine with it. I think that our culture is so uh, afraid of death. Like we just refuse to think about it, mm-hmm. talk about it. Like we're just so thanophobic. Sure. Uh, and I think this is a step in the right direction of getting people to be like, you know, we should talk about it. This is, this is core. This is corresponding with <clears throat> the rise in, uh, normalizing psychedelics also. Sure. Yeah. There's a Netflix series about doing psychedelics now, which like everything they said in that Michael Pollan's, everything he yeah. said in the documentary is what you would have heard from a 16 year old kid at a fish concert. But now he's got a doctorate and he's telling it to you on Netflix and they're like, Oh, maybe there's something to it. And, uh, so it's, it's all moving in the right direction. I think. Okay. I think accepting death and doing it in a dignified way is perfectly fine. What about uh, sky burials? All about them. Well, yeah, no, sky burials, obviously. I mean, if we had that kind of population of uh, raptors mm. and, you know, predatory birds. Go to, yeah. Ro- go to the Rockies or something. I don't know. No, the sky burial doesn't happen anymore. We talked about this like. I don't know, in the first 10 episodes, how like the, so sky burial is a practice in the the Himalayas and the Central Asian mountains where they will take the dead bodies and like bring them up to these uh, Aries mm-hmm. where vultures uh, and vultures and, and, and large raptor birds nest and they'll put the dead body up there and the raptors will basically pick the bones clean. Right. But now their habitats have been so decimated that there's not enough birds to pick the bones right. clean yeah, and they right. just kind of rot so i don't know just throw them in the ocean sure drop them into the pelagic zone that too yeah but no i i think this like uh, state policy of euthanization uh will start to be used on like political enemies and they'll be like, oh, okay, well, you have these and these opinions. Uh, how about we just, how about you just kill yourself? Oh, you're, you're poor. You don't have uh, options. You're not going to contribute to society. Why don't you just die? Why don't you kill yourself? I'm not that very, against it. Very Soylent Green. Yeah. Not that against it. I don't know. I don't know. I, I I mean, from like a social engineering perspective, it's kind of like, oh, okay, this is potentially useful, but then it's also potentially extremely inhumane. You're just, you know, killing people, going around killing people. Yeah, but you're like letting them decide that they want to die. Mm, you're 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 kind of like encouraging them to decide to die. You're you're making the other options very unappealing. I would argue that that's just the world we live in today. Mm-hmm. It gets 
every day is like you're really just encouraging people to die. <laughs> like inflation's going nuts. Sure. Uh, climate change is going nuts. World War Three is on the uh, precipice. Once winter hits, that's when this thing in the Ukraine and Russia is going to get crazy. You think so? Even though it's already crazy. They're already shelling near nuclear power plants, mm-hmm. um, which fucking insane. Is this even still a thing, the yeah. war in Ukraine? Yeah. Like, we're just bored with it. We haven't talked about it. But, like, Russia's still driving in, still attacking. Mm-hmm. And just recently, like, they have been shelling civilians, I think, uh, near a nuclear power, an active nuclear power plant. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, in, in winter is when it's really going to turn around because uh, or maybe not turn around is the right word, but get more involved hotter. I think because the basically in Ukraine, you have like three, you have like four seasons of mud Yeah, and in the winter it's frozen mud. And mm-hmm. so you can drive tanks over that versus in the spring and the fall right, and the you summer can't drive artillery over it. Right. It's going to get bogged down. That's how they're getting picked off from the side of the road with those like shoulder mounted rockets. Cause right. they're just bogged down because they have to stick to the roads. Sure. And they can't just like tear ass over, uh, the countryside. So, you know, winter is coming. And so the ground will freeze and, the the tanks and the artillery can just run right through there. I guess we'll find out. I guess we'll find out. I guess the Ukrainians will find out. We'll just be yeah over here talking shit. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm I'm not against assisted suicide by any means. Also, just like man, just just start fucking euthanizing these fucking boomers. Get them the fuck out of here. What's what's the criteria? 65 plus 65 plus yeah bullet in your head everyone everyone fucking uh brave new world style everyone yeah yeah they are literally holding us back as a people in a society what about people who are still vigorous and contributing to society they're not you don't think so nope and mm-hmm. their ideas are old and outdated get out of the way make room will you feel like that when you're 65 i hope to die by 65 Ah, oh, you won't die by 65 probably not no probably not no but i feel like if you haven't done what you're trying to do in life by 65 you're probably not gonna so just get out of the way you can still exist but don't vote anymore Mm -hmm. uh don't contribute to the political sphere okay like you still do stand up sure yeah 65 why i mean that's that's contributing to the political sphere only if you're doing political jokes uh I bet your anus will go through a lot of change by the time you're 65. You're going to want to write jokes about that. Right. Yeah, sure. Uh, but yeah, once you hit 65, like, drop out of society. Like, stop watching the news. Stop voting. Just like, walk into the woods. You're, I mean, you live your life, but just stop caring. Stop caring about the world at large because it's not your world anymore. And mm-hmm. you're trying to make decisions based on this mental perception that you have of yourself at, like, your prime 32 or so sure. or whatever. So you're in your brain, you're still like 35, but really you're 65 and you're going to die soon. And you're voting on things that will have long lasting effects. So that won't affect you mm-hmm. at all. And so you're dumb, you're stupid and uh, your ideas are outdated. Stop participating. I feel like that describes me at 38 mm. already. I think, I think we should drop the voting age down to 16 and cap it at 65. Okay. And, also, 
once you hit 65, you have to take a driving exam. You don't have to do, you, you got to take at least an eye exam at the very least, but like also maybe a driving test like every year, every year, every single year. Yeah. I mean, that'll really stimulate the DMV. Yeah. Yeah. It will encourage a lot of, a lot of new income know, for them. I mean, probably in the near future, self-driving cars will be more of a thing and old people can just like figure out Uber in some sort of self-driving car thing. It's been a rough week for self-driving cars. Has it? Yeah. Uh, there's this guy in San Francisco and he was wanting to like test if they would stop for children <laughs> and the self-driving cars were just like plowing over these like child like, I'm just models. testing the system. Yeah, exactly. It's like the trolley problem. Yeah. But he wants to run over as many people as possible. I'm a, I'm a hard a, uh, a ageist. I, I can tell I I'm fine with them existing, but mm-hmm. I just think that they should stop doing things. They should, they should, you can't vote after 65. It can't vote. Yeah. Can and you, you shouldn't want to, can you own a business after 65? Mm, sure. Okay. Uh, can you be active on social media after 65? Sure. Maybe give them their own social media. Yes. Facebook. Yeah. But sure, you can be, I mean, I think it's up to everybody to, you know, be like, fuck, like, I'm not listening to this. Like this person's dumb. I, I think we should get them out of the government. Yeah. I, I think that if we do that, then that's like, yeah, you can't be in political office after you know. the age of 65. Yeah. I think 35 is a very, now that I'm 38, I think 35 is an extremely 35 to 65 is a reasonable. Yeah. Yeah. That's the range of window. Like that's the window you have to be in a political person Mm -hmm. and, uh, yeah, get fucked. Like your ideas are old and outdated. You're not, you're not fighting for the living world anymore. You're trying to like hold it back into like this, like trying to glorify your legacy. Right. I'm trying to slow it down as much as possible. Trying to drink as much adrenochrome as you can. Stave off death. Yeah. Here, Here's here's my newest conspiracy theory. Okay. That I've come up with on my own. This okay. is my concoction. Okay. Um, you know how Mar-a-Lago got raided, right? Sure. And like 15 boxes of documents and stuff were taken out. Sure. Yeah. And it's looking like a lot of like nuclear deals with like, I think Saudi Arabia. Maybe. Okay. I think that's what's going on. Um, but there's more than that in those documents. Sure. And at the same time, uh, the house just passed this like whistleblower bill mm-hmm. to make it really easy, like extremely easy, like encouraging almost, uh, of people in the military to come forward with UFO information. Okay. Stuff they've seen. Sure. And you know what I mean? Like before that was always like, don't talk about it. Yeah. And now they're saying we want to know. Yeah. And NASA is like really up in the UFO talk. Sure. Um, there's just a lot more like open. This isn't crazy shit anymore. Like yeah, that, that's been, it's been coming. a trajectory for about a decade now. Yeah. But it's like really peaking right now. And it's coinciding with this. Wait, wait, let me guess. Let me guess where this is going to. Mm-hmm. So all of this is culminating in a re-release of the TV show ALF. Yes. Yes. Okay. Uh, with a real Muppet. It's what we need as a people. Anyways, go on. Um, so all this is, the decade, the, the UFO stuff, disclosure stuff has been building for a long sure. time. No, like, but it's, 
if you're paying attention to it and you're interested in this stuff, like shit is crazy. Yeah, ba- basically the Department of the Defense is like these things exist. We don't know what they are. Yeah, yeah. like like for real, like for yeah. real are saying these things. Like it's not just like crazy people. Anyone who's heard Joe Rogan knows this. Right. It is it is it is known. And so. I think that there's more than just nuclear deals in those Trump boxes. Mm. He took alien proof in some form, knowing that the FBI would come for it, forcing their hand Mm. on disclosure. Fucking Donald Trump playing 4D chess again. Yeah. I I want that to be so real. He's probably going to make a property deal with the aliens. Right. Yeah. To build a Trump hotel on Neptune. On Uranus. That's the, that's, the, that's the cheap joke. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I th- my, th- these are my two. You know, like we can mark them down. We can write them. This is what I think is going to happen. I think in the next six months, Joe Biden is going to die. Yeah. And then I think in the also in the next six months, like aliens are going to be like for real for outed. Real. Yeah. yeah. I think Joe Biden dies, and then aliens are for real for real outed, mm-hmm. and they come from some of these documents that Trump took. Yes. He's forcing the hand of disclosure. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be into that as a, that's some Donald Trump move, right? Like that political theater. Right. Like this, it's WWE. And that is how Vince McMahon would write that shit. Exactly. He's basically power bombing the FBI and the Democrats through a table. Right. Being like, it's like a reversal. Like they think they have him. Yeah, it's like that scene in Seven when they open the box and we're like, what's in the box? And they're like, oh, fuck, he got us. He got us, yeah. Yeah. Except I guess they don't have to tell us that. He was so fucking smug when he got him. Yeah, I I guess they don't like have to tell us that they found aliens. But now I think Trump is saying, uh, and I realize this is starting to sound very pro-Trump, and I just think he's funny. But like, it's he's I haven't really paid attention, but like Trump is now saying like, yeah, open those boxes. Like see what's in there. See yeah. what's in there, please. Please, yeah. Tell us what did you find? The boxes I have at Mar-a-Lago are the best boxes, the finest boxes. I saw those boxes and said I must have them. I was I saw his like speech or whatever talking about how this like never happened and stuff. Sure. And he slipped in. He was like, they raided my beautiful home. Like he just slipped in that he has a beautiful home. <laughs> yeah. Now, if you like country clubs, it's probably pretty nice. So, listeners, mark my words, right from like six months from today, uh, at some point between now and six months from today, aliens are a known fact, and Joe Biden is dead. All right. We'll see what happens. All right. Rain City Jerks. Bye.